Tell me, young Luke, what brings you out this far? Oh, this little droid. I think he's searching for his former master, but I've never seen such devotion in a droid before. Uh, he claims to be the property of an Obi-Wan Kenobi. Is he a relative of yours? Do you know who he's talking about? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. Now that's a name I've not heard in a long time. A long time. I think my uncle knows him. He said he was dead. Oh, he's not dead. Not yet. We you know him. Well, of course I know him. He's me. I haven't gone by the name of Obi-Wan since all before you were born. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run less than 12 parsecs. Hey everyone, and welcome to Kessel Run Weekly. My name's Kristen. My name is Anna. And I'm Danny. And welcome everyone! I'm so excited with our group that we have tonight. This is so great. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to not be excited about like having a bigger group to talk Star Wars about. Like, right? It's just awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, and as always, we, we love having you with us, Anna. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So if you missed it last week, me and Anna were talking <laughs> some Star Wars, obviously. Um, so go back and check out last week's episode. Uh, if you uh, missed it, and subscribe, and comment, and like, and do all the things everywhere. All the things everywhere. Because it turned out into like a theory episode. <laughs> right? <laughs> it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun, which Kristen, we're having an intervention for you right now on the show, okay? You this have is all to... about you now. Yes, this is all about you oh, now. Oh, God. <laughs> Just not in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> you You have to finish watching Resistance. Okay. Five episodes. We're almost there. <laughs> it got five. really good. Are you sure five? <laughs> yeah, there's five. Well, we watched a few though. Sixteen technically, because the last episode's two episodes. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Sixteen. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, sixteen episodes. You That's totally what you said. Sixteen. I know. Yeah. It ended at sixteen. So sixteen through twenty. Twenty is two episodes. Anyways, you have to finish it. It's awesome. You love it. I promise. Okay. <laughs> Especially the last part. The last two parts. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Uh, we <laughs> had we had a whole lot of theories going on and a whole lot of stuff running through our head about, oh my gosh, it means this, it means this, it might mean this, and it was pretty great. And I know you love your theories too. I do. So yeah, I'll go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. So yes, that was not in the notes. I apologize. But anyways. <laughs> intervention. I just got a little scared there. I was like, what is this about? <laughs> We need to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So we don't have any news this week. And not that there hasn't been news, but I'm sure all of you guys probably don't want to hear us say the same things that have been going on the last couple weeks or whatnot um, that you've seen with your news feeds being blown up with celebration news all over the place. Yeah. yeah. I'm so hyped. I'm so excited. What? He is. Um, so we've had guest announcements. Uh, Hayden Christensen is coming, guys. Um, he's uh, going to be there. We've gotten more information about the panels. Um, our excitement is through the roof for the lotteries. 
especially the lotteries <laughs> especially the lotteries <laughs> um but what i figured that we could do instead of recapping the 50 million things that have come out about celebration in the last few days um i figured we could revisit what we're excited about um so first off for me i know i'm most excited about for one meeting most of these people in person like yeah. and, and not not the famous people people that have been listening to the show, the friends, you, Anna, and yes, Cheyenne, <laughs> uh, our friends, WSTR, and Todd, and all them, and everything, like, there's just so many people that I'm like, oh, man, this is gonna be so cool. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's what I'm pretty excited about, too, is just kind of putting, uh, I don't know, just being able to see everyone in person, and actually, like, hug them, or whatever, mm-hmm. kiss them if you need to, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> just kidding. That one's gonna be for you, Anna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, and then also I'm pretty excited about um, just being able to, like, I guess, talk to a lot of other, like, podcasters, too. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, just kind of see kind of where they're at and, like, what they've done in their journey, I guess, so far. Absolutely. Anna? Yeah, definitely a sense of community, because I feel like last time that I went, like, it was a lot. And then I met some people that I got connected through Instagram, and then now it's, like, even more and um also yeah the panels um i like the little panels too like the ones that obviously the big ones and with this lottery i really hope i get at least one um i'll be even more excited about the rebels one (laughs) um but yeah also like the little ones like ilm labs um panels i'm always excited i love those um last time so yeah Mm -hmm. and seeing all the cool cosplay Oh, absolutely! Everybody, so it's gonna be cool. Yeah, personally, I I like the smaller panels, and I don't want to say a lot more as in I'm comparing them because obviously we're all excited for the big. Oh panels. yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, but as far as the, the the smaller stuff, like you said, ILM, you've got we're actually having a Rebels Remembered panel. Uh, Resistance is gonna have something, uh, and and then you've got oh, what was it? Uh, not Women of the Galaxy. It was Sisters yeah, of the so Force Sisters or something of, like that. Sisters of the Force. Something. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about that panel. Seeing like Ashley and Amy. Like those are because <laughs> to be honest, last year I got really, really like embarrassed to meet Amy, and I ended up now walking to her. Oh no! And then I even told her when I got the chance to interview her a couple of months ago, and I told her like I was so embarrassed, like because you follow these people, you read their articles, and it's like now you're in person, and I'm just like a little fangirl. (laughs) 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 At least this time, I'm like I should be more brave. (laughs) We got your back. We got your back. (laughs) See, I say that, but we're chickens too. I I would do the same thing. It's like so different. Yeah. No, I I would do the same thing. I know Star Wars Celebration Orlando, um, my uncle Kenny was with me, and he's the one that does the KennyThePirate.com, all the Disney stuff and everything. And like when when I finally decided to to start Castle Run Weekly, he was like, oh, yeah, just run up to that random person and ask them this and run up to this random person and just do this and like like gorilla gorilla style kind of da-da-da. And also I'm like, I... Uh-uh. <laughs> like, no, yeah. I was petrified. Now I will say I did it twice. Thought I was gonna pass out, <laughs> but um, I actually met the Rogue Rebels, and I had no idea that I was meeting them at the time because nice. uh, that was before I was really into the community that was behind the fandom and everything. And I ended up uh, interviewing uh, Liz, yeah, Lizzie, and. 
It wasn't Sal. I didn't meet Sal, but I, I met the daughters, the, the, the geek girls. Yeah. Uh, their podcast. I met both of them after the Rebels panel. Uh, one was in Sabine. One was in um, uh, Ketsu. Uh, they oh, they made right. their costumes. So, yeah. Um, nice. But, yeah. So, so I did it a couple times. Got out of my bubble. But we'll, we'll do this together. Maybe if we, yeah. like... We got rush it. them as a crowd. <laughs> Here you go. Right. We'll get better results. Just surround them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's like your, your, one of like the main things you want to do in celebration? Like if it was possible, what's the, like the one thing? Ooh. Like the one thing I definitely want to do? The one thing you definitely yeah, want like, to do. Yeah. Um, like, just think like, even if it's not so possible, just like, what is it? Oh God. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I don't really have any expectations right now because I've never been. Um, I mean, I know I really want to go to that Clone Wars panel. So, I mean, that's like the one thing that like, I know if I could like guarantee a spot in it, like front row, that's where I'd be. Yeah. For sure. But other than that, I'm not sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Mine, um, I would love to be in the episode nine panel, but I'm trying to be realistic and not get my expectations No, up. we need to keep that hope. Never lose hope. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe we can just stake out like the service exits or something and figure out a way in. Yeah. Or even in the other ones, but at least you, the whole thing. I don't know. Right, right. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out yeah. one way or the other. Um, But I'd, I'd really love to be in nine because I know last year when they did... Like the 40th anniversary and uh, the Force Awakens, or not not the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi, all those kind of stuff. Like, I mean, you had all the big name actors. John Williams freaking showed up. It like, was the Force Awakens. Well, was, oh, no, no, that was the last, last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think John Williams showed up for the 40th yes. panel, though, is what it was. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Harrison Ford. Yeah. And, and, and to be in life. the room of that. Yeah. yeah. To be in the room there, like, I just. I would lose it. Like you would see Danny result to just a bubbling mass. Like it would just be like, I'm done. I can die happy. It was intense. <laughs> it was intense. Oh, you were in there? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it was, I, I feel like I don't remember much because of, I almost pass out. Uh, but it was definitely intense. Like I, I have, I know my friends keep telling me to go to the San Diego Comic-Con, and I was like, I think this is, like, my San Diego Comic-Con. Like, I feel like I can't see anything else besides this. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one, and for The Last Jedi, the panel, insane. Man. Were you in The Last Jedi panel, too? That's oh, I'm sorry. They gave the thing. But oh, my gosh. But we slept in the convention twice. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I know, like, for people like me, they're crazy. And we'll do those things. That's why I'm so afraid about the, mm. the whole lottery. Yeah. <laughs> I, <that's, laughs> you're, you're afraid of people like you. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, I'll go crazy and sleep in the convention if it's necessary. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't I test my limits. I was different and the weather and everything. Like, I'm glad they're doing this lottery system. I just hope that it, like, really works out because supposedly we were supposed to have, like, some news today and we're... And it was like, oh, you you can start, like, picking panels. I don't know how it works. Mm -hmm. But like we were talking about earlier, the app is not even updated. Mm -mm. So, so I'm like, how is that possible? Because the app for me was amazing last time. Mm -hmm. uh, like, if it's something that I give notes to people, it's the app. Because I used to have a calendar of everything that I wanted to go. And I knew what room it was. And, like, if I didn't make it to this panel, the watch party. So... 
it was it was very good to have. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. It was it was great for me. And what was funny, too, is that I went through and picked all these uh, panels to to attend that I didn't realize were happening mostly at the same time. It <laughs> happened to me, too. <laughs> and so It'll my phone was just going nuts. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it happened to me. <laughs> my phone was just going nuts the whole time. And it was just like, oh, man, this is starting now. It's like, cool. Yeah. This is on the other side. <laughs> like, yeah. You get like yeah. halfway across and then like another notification went off. It was like the other panel was starting like way on the other side. You were like, oh, man, that one sounds better. No. See, so you <laughs> laugh, but I actually did that. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. I had my, my Mark Hamill picture <laughs> at the time that the like halfway Rebels panel. So my husband oh, stayed in the panel. That's why he knew that Ahsoka lived because they showed the episode and everything. And I just ran with my friend all the way down. <laughs> like Mark Hamill, my other friend was like making lines. So we were like, Ooh, but it was crazy. Man. Yeah. See, I, ne- I was never in a dead sprint because <laughs> Danny doesn't run. <laughs> Danny can't run. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm working on like uh, notes for like prep for celebration and mm-hmm. for, for the website. And um, it's like one of the things is like comfortable shoes because okay. um, I don't know if you guys noticed all the videos that came out from like C2E2 mm-hmm. that they were in that same convention that we're going. And yep. it's huge humongous and orlando was humongous because it's like two buildings in one mm-hmm. so it's crazy oh yeah and and uh i think uh jen marie uh anakin and his angel uh she uh, posted today that the on the star wars celebration yeah the map is actually up on starwarscelebration.com right now and it but looks I intense. like it showed like it didn't show the whole thing mm-hmm because I'm like, that's not how big that convention is. Mm-mm. So <laughs> yeah. we need more information. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and and that's what makes me nervous because like, so I get not revealing all your big stuff right out, but at the same time, like, give me like a couple weeks to prepare, three weeks maybe. But I mean, you don't have to announce all things. So I think there's actually one day. I think it's on Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember, but there's an unannounced panel. Uh, during the afternoon they haven't named what it is or anything like that and so i'm I'm guessing that's probably going to be some kind of secret something uh which would be really cool maybe it's of consequence of another panel that comes before it but i mean there's not enough information to plan anything right now i feel and it makes me feel really nervous because i don't want to just go in there and be like do all the things get everywhere all at the same time (laughs) Yeah, and that's something that I've been reading a lot about because um, I know this is mostly managed by Read Pop and not Lucasfilm as itself. Mm-hmm. So, and these are the same people that manage a lot of different cons that I always like. Oh my God, why are this so disorganized? Because there mm-hmm. should be a better system. So I get like not revealing your biggest stars, but there should be more like stuff shown to the fans because then you avoid all the large crowds in one place i remember in orlando there was like different entrances but because people didn't know it was like everybody just in once and it's mm-hmm. like lines for three hours when it could have been avoided and right. then it wasn't until the second day that it, they started putting multiple lines for people to go in so it's mm-hmm. like get it together <laughs> exactly <laughs> And and that's pertinent information, too, of, hey, guys, just want to let you know, a few weeks ahead of time, there will be multiple entrances located at these points in the map. Kind of things like that, because, like, I mean, like you said with, with Orlando, I 
it would have been a nightmare for me to stand in those lines. I know a lot of people had to. I'm, I'm not sure if you had to stand in the lines or not. Um, yeah. But I, I was part. Of, I actually was there with the droid builders room. And so oh, okay. I didn't have to stand in the line, nice. thank God. Because <laughs> uh, we went in and brought the droid in every day and every, and stuff like that. Yeah, like earlier entrance, right? Right, yeah. So we were in there earlier getting this room set up, getting the droid ready, all that kind of stuff. Which, consequently, I ended up skipping the line. So I, I walked those lines a few times and I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. You mean the lines like to get into Celebration yeah. in general? Uh-huh. We had to kind of bypass that? Well, I don't know that that's going to happen in Chicago, but I got to do that in Orlando because I was with the droid builders. But it was the ex- ex- exhibitor, I think is what it was. Yeah, exhibitor pass. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, because so, yeah. like, I'm, really, um, I'm really worried because I know a lot of people and I, I saw like how much it could have been better in Orlando mm-hmm. and we don't, we're not getting any for any information, so I'm hoping that it's better because it's also security purposes. Like I think of people that have like really hard time waiting in crowds, and you know, I know I'm in the field of like mental disabilities, so I always think of those things. Like I'm okay Absolutely. with it, but yeah. like I wasn't okay with being like closed in the convention, like locked in with so many people. I barely slept because I was paranoid. Like you have me closed in with like 500 people, right? So I. Like, fact that nobody can sleep in the conventions that's really cool Mm -hmm. but at the same time like i'm hoping it's organized (laughs) hoping yeah so so we'll reserve i guess positivity (laughs) as we do on this podcast (laughs) the app seems like a good idea i'm all for technology so i'm this for me is like okay this is a good step in Mm -hmm. the right direction (laughs) right and as long as there's a, a good clear execution of it i think it'll be fine um i know yeah. i read that there would be in, in addition to like you can do it from your app and stuff there will be kiosks around um that you'll be able to access but to me unless you've got like a hundred of them everywhere all you're doing is moving the lines from where it would have been at the panel to the kiosk yeah. so it's kind of like yeah. oh well and i would recommend everybody to activate their badge right away because Absolutely. it does ask you for your information and um just kind of like oh i i mean obviously we'll have the update on the app soon i'm guessing mm-hmm. but at least like when i registered the batch today it was like okay i feel like i'm all set in yeah so. definitely um so here's hoping <laughs> it's gonna be good gonna be yes good. i'm still not not excited i'm still super pumped oh, yeah, about yeah. it because um, this is my first vacation of the year so i'm i'm, I'm taking it and i'm doing it it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> it's like my my main thing is like taking a picture with Faloni that oh, my yes. my tattoo shows. I, that's like my main goal. Like if I can leave the con with that, that's it. I don't even need to see Adam Driver. Just that. Well, <laughs> and, and that's the thing is like usually from what I've seen from uh, different pictures from Faloni and people that have met him and everything, like he really loves that stuff too. Like if yeah, it's like, oh I hey, I've got this thing that you did tattooed on me or i did this cool thing and stuff like that like he's normally all over it so i don't know 
Yeah, because we I saw him a couple of times in different panels, and um, I saw him walking around when they were getting all the picture for the Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know he walks around a lot. So I'll probably be a little stalkerish, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I really want to meet him like closer. Absolutely, no, absolutely. Um, I, I'm with you on that, and I also want to meet Ashley Eckstein. I wanted to meet her in Orlando, and I never got the chance to because everything was happening at once. But uh, I've heard she's very sweet, and I, I'd, I'd love is. to meet her. So yeah, and she takes the time to talk to fans, and that's, that's something awesome. that I give like props to Ashley mm-hmm. because even though that time that I went and we waited in line, obviously like normal, but after we waited for like a couple hours. I didn't feel like I was just going to get my signature and leave. Like, no, she ended up like talking to me and it was really cool. That's awesome. That's really cool. See, and that's what I would expect from her. Yeah. (laughs) So cool. So overall, obviously, we're super pumped for Star Star Wars Celebration. (laughs) Cannot wait. Cannot wait to see everyone. Cannot wait to meet you in person, Anna. Yes, you guys too. (laughs) Yeah. We're very, very excited. Um, Also, actually, I just thought of this too. Um... I believe it's, I'll get the dates for sure, but we're actually going to be a part of Coffee with Kenobi's uh, podcast meetup uh, for podcasters and podcast fans. So we will be there. I think it's at the Hyatt Regency uh, Hotel, uh, the Arc Bar. Um, I'll get the details out on our socials. So be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Kessel Run Weekly. Um, and I'll have it up on KesselRunWeekly.com. But yes, we will be there that night. So if you guys want to come meet us all, and, and especially our, our two new crew members, uh, Anna and Cheyenne, um, you can come say hey and hang out with us and let's have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> We're really pumped about that. That's, that, that's, that's all of everything. Like I, I yeah, love, yeah. I love that. No, now that I'm thinking, um, I don't know if Lattes with Leia is going to be there. Oh no. Really? I don't know. Okay. Because they're part of the coffee book with Kenobi. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, all, I'm, I've been wanting to meet Doctor Andrea Letimendi oh. <laughs> um, yeah. from Lattes with Leia. Yeah, she's also in the mental health, um, com- like she's a mental health professor. Thing. Oh, neat. That's cool. Yeah, that would be cool. We'll have to find out if they're going to be there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So cool. So uh, we'll we'll go ahead and we'll move on to our next thing because I think that's a lot about celebration that we're yeah. very excited about yeah. <laughs> and I'm perfectly fine with. Uh, but yeah, so let's actually move on to our next segment. Uh, we actually have a iTunes review. Very exciting. <laughs> uh, so Kristen, did you want to read our review? Uh, sure. Our review comes from Darth Upinya. <laughs> Sorry, we're all like, we're not trying to snicker, but we're snickering. <laughs> Yes, Darth up in you. Um, sorry, Darth. Um, we kind of got just a little um, late, but <laughs> thanks for the review. You left us a five star, uh, good, clean fun, uh, saying, look, I'm always down for some crude language and jokes, but there's also times where I've had one of my kids in the car or while I'm listening at home. I don't want to have to worry about them hearing something they probably shouldn't have heard. Danny and Kristen do a really nice job covering Star Wars news, shows, and the random going ons with star wars good job guys and may the force be with you always no hey. may the force be with you always darth 
<laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Uh, and guys, if you want to leave us a iTunes review um, or review wherever, YouTube, any of the things, uh, l- just go ahead and uh, if it's a five-star review, we'll definitely read it on the show. Uh, and you can also submit like a weekly question or something. Like if you want to know a little bit more about us, you want to talk some Star Wars with us, um, send us a question on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Castle Run Weekly. And uh, we'd be happy to read it on the show and discuss it. We've had some really good ones in the past and uh, provided a very interesting discussion for some of the things. Um, So, yeah. So, definitely do that, guys. Yay! Yay! (laughs) So, cool. So, I think we're ready to move on to our main topic, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I I love that dramatic entrance. Thank you. And now, our feature presentation. So, this week, we are talking none other than Obi-Wan Kenobi himself, guys. Anna, you're not excited, are you? I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Hello there. Hello there. Um, So... A few weeks back, we did a episode on the legacy of Anakin Skywalker, basically kind of talking how Anakin affected the world around him and the people around him and things like that. We wanted to look at Obi-Wan in a similar light, except, I guess, kind of the other way around, where seeing how the people in his life affected him. Uh, Because the way Obi-Wan starts is kind of like this, I mean... He's not perfect, but <laughs> kind of the perfect Jedi and the perfect Padawan and all this other kind of stuff. And as you see him progress uh, through uh, his relationship with uh, his master, through Satine, through when he meets Maul uh, for the first and last time, uh, as well as his Padawan Anakin, you see how that changes him through that. And I, I feel like it's very interesting. Like, it's very interesting to me. And I wanted to get kind of first thoughts on Obi-Wan. Okay, so first, um, I feel like Obi-Wan is such an interesting character because he, um, how do I explain this super <laughs> Like in one thought, um, he's like, like you said, like the perfect student that um, develops so much character through everybody around him. And he's a person that... Um, had the most faith in everybody around him. Mm-hmm. So he um, he's a strong Jedi, but he also had to struggle a lot with like knowing where he stands in the Jedi Council to where everybody else surrounded him um, was going because I feel like he had one of the characters that f- had the most betrayal in the whole Star Wars community. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's fun. <laughs> no, I completely agree with all of that. Uh, Kristen, you want to chime in? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm like trying to think of, of Obi Wan. I love putting you guys on the spot. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of Obi Wan as like a hole there. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he definitely did go through a lot more struggles than. Um, most of the characters, especially most Jedi's, really, because like you said, he he did kind of um, deal with a lot more loss than really anyone, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really think about that. I mean, Anakin lost, but it was of his own doing for most of it, not all yeah. of it, 
because I realized mid sentence that he did not cause his the death of his mom. But <laughs> uh, but I mean, like a lot of the loss, he he basically took it and amplified it, and yeah. in turn lost the things that he already had. So it was almost like he forgot what he had and focused on what he lost, and in turn lost everything. Yeah, yeah and that's a difference between Obi Wan because Obi Wan lost so much from the beginning because. Mm-hmm. Um, but he always stayed focused in what his role was with his universe, in the universe itself, mm-hmm. and being a Jedi. Like even until his last days, like he was still a Jedi, and I feel like he was like he took Qui Gon saying into like for real his yeah. life mode, or like your focus determines your reality. Like mm-hmm. he took it to heart. Oh, absolutely, yeah. he did. Yeah. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned that too, because I was just thinking, and and I'm, we're going to talk about Obi Wan and Anakin a little bit later, but I was just thinking about uh, the scene in Revenge of the Sith where he asks Anakin, or he goes to Anakin and says, "The Council wants you to spy on the Chancellor," all that kind of stuff, and then Anakin asks him, "He's like, are you asking me, uh, asking this of me?" And Obi Wan says, "The Council is asking you," and it's in that moment I feel like that's when he starts to break a little like of all the things he's gone through at that point, he starts to kind of look at it and go, okay, something's not right. (laughs) This doesn't feel right. Uh, And and it goes from basically unquestionable loyalty to the council and to the Jedi order to, I kind of see where you're coming from. Crazy Anakin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And well, I'll leave that to Anakin. Well, I like looking at Obi-Wan because, I mean, he does start out as that that perfect Padawan. The one who, yeah. like you said, his, his focus determines his reality. And so he chooses what he should focus on, what is important, things like that. And like he he's always reminding Anakin of be mindful of your feelings. You're, they betray you, things like that constantly checking Anakin's focus and everything's like hey zoom in on me listen to what I got okay well this is what we're doing right now this is the goal you're kind of getting sidetracked and so he was always really good at trying to keep Anakin on track but in some cases that kept that kind of pushed Anakin to where he fell off track I have a bad feeling about this I don't sense anything It's not about the mission master, it's something elsewhere, elusive. Don't center on your anxieties, Obi-Wan. Keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. But Master Yoda said I should be mindful of the future. But not at the expense of the moment. Be mindful of the living force, young Padawan. Yes, Master. I want to talk about kind of Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon first off. So so let's hit the Master and Apprentice right there. Which, by the way, very excited about that book. Can't wait to get yes. to the celebration. <laughs> Claudia Gray, right? Yes, yes, Claudia Gray, yeah. Um, so yeah, so Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. So I, I really like their dynamic because Qui-Gon being the Master, it almost kind of makes me wonder where Obi-Wan got the unquestionable loyalty because Qui-Gon's kind of like, the Jedi rogue. Like, yeah. I'm just going to do what I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not dark side. I'm just going to do what I want. It's cool. And it's like, because I mean, I love when he's like, well, I'll train the boy. Dude, you've already got a Padawan. Nah, 
he's good. <laughs> kind he's of stuff. Not, so bad for Obi Wan at that moment, right? <laughs> because it's like he Obi Wan. What I like is at at the beginning of when we start seeing who Obi Wan is, like prequels. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's a very quiet person. He's a very quiet Jedi. He. Like, he sees that his master, Qui-Gon, is like you said, he's like a little rebel. He's like a little hippie. He just, but he never will disrespect because it's that he is who he is. He's like, he knows that he's in Padawan. He's his master. He shouldn't question him. Mm-hmm. And he's at the same time learning so much from Qui-Gon. Um, because at the moment where he was like, yeah, you're ready. You, you, you can go. <laughs> he, I feel like that's Obi-Wan's first betrayal. But at the same time, he saw it as like, Oh, I'm also, he should be proud of me because he thinks I'm ready. So I did what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But they, it's funny to see how they had like such a different relationship, being master and apprentice to what ended up happening with like Obi-Wan and Anakin's master and apprentice relationship. Hmm. So because when, when he, when Qui-Gon dies and he like, Obi-Wan is like, he's doing it more of like, he needs to continue training Anakin just because his master died. This is what he had to do instead of what he really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So it's funny to see like, oh, yeah, I was just stuck with this kid. But look who he becomes. Right. No, definitely. Thinking about Obi-Wan and Phantom Menace and, and Padawan Obi-Wan, he almost tried to correct Qui-Gon in the, a lot of the same ways as Anakin. He's like, that's why you're not on the council and yeah. stuff like that. He's, yeah. like, he's like, they're never going to trust you if you keep da 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 and all this other kind of stuff. And Qui-Gon's like, dude, just let me do it. Just I This is care. what I'm going to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't care. But this I- is where we're at. <laughs> so so Obi-Wan's been doing that since the beginning, um, which is really funny. But it, it kind of makes me wonder where Obi-Wan's just kind of uh, devotion, I guess, to just the rules of this is how it's supposed to be, where that comes from. Because yes, Qui-Gon had a lot of uh, of wisdom and, and teaching to give him. I mean, he learned a lot from his master, Qui-Gon. At the same time, though, I felt like Qui-Gon a lot of times was trying to teach him, hey man, you're, you're by the book. You're a little bookworm, teacher's pet. I see you. <laughs> uh, you don't always have to be that way. It's not always clear-cut black and white. There's a gray area to operate in, and sometimes you have to. And it's almost as if the lessons that Qui-Gon's trying to teach him in those moments makes it to where Obi-Wan's able to survive the what comes next uh, as far as losing his master, losing the love of his life, um, having to forgive his enemy, things like that. Like, all of those things, it... it teaches him that survival of how to make it through the next step, taking it one step at a time. Because there's definitely some times where Obi-Wan kind of feels a little hatred, (laughs) gets a little angry. Yeah. (laughs) All the things he tells Anakin not to do and to be mindful of, he gives into them quite a few times. But I think what makes him him is how he comes out of it. Yeah. And I feel like you you mentioned such a great point where like Obi Wan is so book smart. Like I don't know why it reminded me of Hermione. I know super <laughs> different fandoms, but I feel like Obi Wan was that kind of guy that if he had the power, he would go study the books at night. 
you know. Um, but at the same time, it's like I feel it was he was like the perfect match to Qui Gon. That is like, no, I don't need the books. Look what the world is teaching you. Right. Uh, so it was kind of like the book smart versus the street smart, and that's when I feel Obi Wan started to be more comfortable, and he started having his like sarcastic remarks because I love that about Obi Wan. Oh, like he, I feel like at first he may have come like just like he blurted it out and it's just like now it was part of him because he was just like he, he never got punished by his master for just saying those things that came out of his mind and then he ended up like it ended up becoming him and he used it so much with everybody so exactly. i feel like Qui-Gon was the perfect master for such like a okay you might be you might not you might know the rules of the jedi council by memory but can you really practice them Right. And like, what are you going to do in these situations when it's not black and white? Mm -hmm. So I feel like Qui-Gon was the perfect master for Obi-Wan. Yeah, I agree. You're like just saying everything I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's just watching. I really am. Like, I'm just kind of spectating at this point. It's fine. <laughs> I agree with it all, though. I have nothing better to say. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. I when you said something about the, the snark and everything, it reminded me of the the part in uh, Phantom Menace where I mean, I always chuckled because I mean, as we've established, I'm a giant cheese ball. Um, but where he's like, "You you were right about one thing, Master. The negotiations were short." And Qui-Gon just kind of gives him this look like, "Okay, you thought you were funny. How long were you sitting on that one?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, his trademark wit, like it, it's just—it's the best, to be honest. I—I I, I love that he can look at the world that way. Where and it almost kind of—I mean, I, in all, in all honesty, I think he may have gotten it from Qui Gon because I mean, one of the first things we get from Qui Gon is when he's talking about uh, <laughs> talking to uh, Jar Jar, and uh, he's like, "The ability to speak does not make one intelligent." Yeah. <laughs> things like that it's just like yikes okay yeah yeah for sure, for sure. and it's the thing like it, they they made such a i feel like this is the first start of like um obi-wan feeling that that master and padawan uh, relationship can be mm -hmm. just more than just giving you orders or learning it's like a little bit more than that and you're feeling comfortable and that's why i feel like their relationship ended up shaping what obi-wan's relationship is with anakin mm-hmm Obi-Wan, it looks like I may never see you again. I don't know quite how to say this, but I've loved you from the moment you came to my aid all those years ago. I don't believe this. Satin, this is hardly the time or place for... All right. Had you said the word, I would have left the Jedi Order. I think we're good to move on to uh, his next relationship, which I believe started while he was a Padawan too. Uh, Obi Wan and Satine. Hmm. You want to start us off on that one? I can. I mean, I wish I knew more about that, but I know it did break my heart watching um, that series and and their relationship because you could really see a different side of Obi Wan that you really hadn't seen, and you could just tell that even though you know Jedi are not meant to, you know. They're kind of meant to love, but not like attachment, I guess. And uh, you could tell that he was fighting that battle really hard because he didn't want to, you know, leave his Jedi ways. But at the same time, I feel like if he ever were given an opportunity, he would have just jumped out and gone and been with Satine and um and just lived a different life. Which I kind of Absolutely. hope that, but if nothing would have happened the way 
it happened in the movies if he would have done that either, I guess. So, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I really liked their relationship, even though it was short lived. And, uh, like I said, I kind of wish I just knew a little bit more about, like, cause you said that, you know, they met as he was a Padawan. So, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny too, cause, you know, Anakin also met somebody as a. and i actually wanted to hit on something that you you had just mentioned and because i think you mentioned it in an earlier episode so anakin's talking to padme in in i think it's attack of the clones um where he's talking about that uh the jedi are encouraged to love and stuff like that but he talks about it more as compassion as the jedi are to show compassion to everything around them all living things and stuff like that so i wanted to get your take on compassion versus love i mean it's totally different um somebody um firm like we see it as a as a technical point like psychology mm-hmm. points out there's people that will never show compassion to others but will love others Mm. Um, a lot of serial killers actually oh. <laughs> have love but no compassion Anakin. that's why they can do the things they do um, <laughs> and then there's some others that will feel so much compassion that will love others but not really love them mm. so it's more like a tender care like I'm going to take care of you but it, they feel like it's their role instead of like I'm loving you for who you are no I'm loving you because I need to care, take care of you so there's like a fine line, and it's very interesting to study it, where like moms will start like loving a baby with love and then compassion and then combine them both huh. because it's what you gave birth to. And like, it's totally different. That's interesting. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to bored you guys. With no, all. that's extremely <laughs> interesting, actually. <laughs> but I feel like for the Jedis, like having that compassion is sometimes so like, I feel like this is why it happens so often where we have cases like Obi-Wan with Satine or like um, Anakin with um, Padme is because they don't learn how to love. Like they learn that they need to help everybody. So when they're faced with love and they're just like, okay, what is this? And they're so passionate about it. And then it's like, but why can't I do this? And it's like that frustration and that confusion of like, but why do you mean that I can't love this person if you're teaching me that I need to take care of everybody else? Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like I'm so against the Jedi Council because <laughs> they don't teach in the correct ways. Yeah. Um, so it's like, how are you telling me that I need to like take care of this land of this people and I can't love someone by myself? Mm-hmm. So um, it's very interesting with Obi-Wan because I feel like, like you mentioned, Kristen, like this with Satine and that beautiful series in Clone Wars is the first time that I saw Obi-Wan being a human and not being a Jedi. Yeah. Like it was the one moment when it was like he was just like a man in love. And it's so it's so interesting because of what we hear in the Clone Wars, they met like with when they were both kind of soldiers and like flirting and like teenagers kind of thing. Like you were fighting being a Padawan and she was just being part of the her Senate or whatever she was. And it developed like a teenage love. Like, you know, they were flirting and then they love each other. And then they were like trapped in somehow and somewhere. And then they ended up falling in love. And then they both knew that they had to choose their career over them. But they had so much love that they're like, every time they would see each other, it was so obvious. Yeah. Well, and I feel like Obi-Wan and Satine had the exact same situation Anakin and Padme did where they chose their careers. It's the same kind of deal where Satine almost seemed like 
she wasn't given a decision, I guess, because Obi-Wan was like, no, you know what? I have to leave for the council. And in him doing so, left her where she stood. And so her life just progressed. Whereas with Anakin and Padme, it was straight up. Nah, man, we can't tell him. We're going to lose everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like it's it's a different relationship at times where I feel like Obi-Wan has always been more mature. And obviously, Anakin had a huge loss with his mom. But I feel like Obi-Wan's loss with Qui-Gon was faster and like sooner in his life that also made him kind of like grow up a little bit more. And realizing like, okay, I lost my masters. I I can't lose you because I'm so by the book. So he struggled a lot with like Satine. Like, I know I can't love you, but I really do. Um, So, but I feel like in that moment where he had the chance of like maybe having something with Satine, he was a little bit more mature than Anakin. Mm-hmm. That's mine. That makes a lot of sense, actually. I didn't actually think about it from an from an age point of view. Because I mean, yeah, losing his master, he he did have more time than Anakin to grow up. Because a- all of Anakin's loss seemed to come within a short amount of time, where he lost his mother, or he left home from his mother, then lost his mother, and then the fear of losing the only other person he has ever loved, and. I mean, at that point, well, and, and even then looking at the Clone Wars where Obi-Wan and Anakin, where a- Obi-Wan faked his death and yeah. Anakin was oh. <laughs> oh, the the yeah. look like the the way that they animated the look he gives. It's just like you are all going to die. You yeah. either run and hide because yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. like he just has that. I will burn the galaxy down. To find out who did this yeah. and everything. Yeah. Or same kind of thing with Attack of the Clones. It was identical. And it's it's a scary side of Anakin. Um, but I mean, it, it kind of shows, I guess, really the impact he had on him. But I know we keep wanting to get to Anakin. We keep know, wanting to get I to know. Anakin. I mean, yeah. Anakin is such a big part of everything. Like, his yeah. journey touched everyone. So you yeah. can't really line the you know go through the map and not touch yeah. Anakin there. Like, yeah. there's always gonna be a piece of Anakin that you hit along the way so. oh he wanted team well Anakin yeah, yeah that, <laughs> Anakin too <laughs> yeah. no, I, I mean and the thing is like going back to Satine I feel like Satine helped Obi-Wan's get a little bit more humane mm-hmm. I don't want to use that word but a little like he was more delicate I mean I mean, talking obviously about Satine, when she dies, I feel like that moment for Obi-Wan was like he's not going back to the Jedi he was. Absolutely. Like, I think that moment where Satine dies in front of him marks him, not only with the Jedi, but because of who killed her. Exactly. Um, so it's like in that moment where he, I think, left a little bit more of like the books and kind of like had also. Like, his relationship started with Maul. Look what has become of you. A rat in the desert. Look what I have risen above. I have come to kill you, but perhaps it's worse to leave you here, festering in your squalor. If you define yourself by your power to take life, a desire to dominate, to possess, then you have nothing And what do you have? 
when Maul came into his life, that started this journey for Obi-Wan. Because yeah. before he had his cushy little, hey, I'm with my master, Master Padawan, we're going to go save the galaxy, all this other kind of stuff. And when Maul came into the picture, real life hit. And loss and death all of a sudden entered in his journey. And from there, it's almost as if Maul has been the one teaching him the these things because he's had every opportunity to literally become Anakin. Because if you... It, and I was just thinking about this. I, I didn't plan this, but <laughs> I was just thinking about this. But looking at the journeys of Obi-Wan and Anakin, it's literally just a series of choices because Obi-Wan had every opportunity that Anakin did as far as dealing with loss, uh, dealing with anger, de- dealing with vengeance, uh, all these other things that Anakin chose to give into, Obi-Wan rose above. Uh, he even says that when he finally meets uh, Maul. He's like, what's yeah. become of you, a rat in the desert? And he's like, look what I rose above. <laughs> and, and so, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> it's almost as if, because I mean, it's because Anakin, I, I believe, even says to Padme that Obi-Wan wouldn't understand and, mm-hmm. and they just wouldn't understand and we would lose everything that we've worked for, so hard for and all this other kind of stuff. Whereas Obi-Wan's literally going through an identical situation, except the love of his life did die and she didn't make it out. And Obi-Wan could have helped him with that. But that's something that it, it drives me crazy that I don't understand why that communication wouldn't have been there between the two. Because you got to think that Obi-Wan knew something was up. Like, Yeah, and I mean, there's so many parts in Clone Wars where they kind of mention, like, he kind of gives, like, not so straightforward lines, but, like, he kind of knows. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, like, when you were saying with Moff, I, for me, Obi-Wan is a character that was made by Maul and Anakin. Absolutely. More than anybody else. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously... Like if statistically or whatever, it would be like sixty percent Anakin, <laughs> like twenty five Maul, and like, right? And like oh, Qui Gon would be in there, but I think Maul made Obi Wan the Jedi he is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Depends so, on where you're talking on the timeline. This was has been Maul not. gave his life to take away his master mm-hmm. and. I feel like um, in the Phantom Menace where like they are um, in Qui-Gon's funeral, like I feel like in that moment, like Obi-Wan feels lost and he's like there next to Anakin, like, oh crap, now I have to deal with this kid that I don't even want to. (laughs) But then then he meets Maul again in different moments. And then again with like him killing Satine, and in that moment, he's just like in rage, and then again when he kills him, mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a very interesting dynamic that the characters have because also there's a part where like he Obi Wan doesn't really want to kill him like fast like the last moments of Obi of uh, Maul were for me beautiful. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to weigh in on any of that? I mean. A little bit, because I mean, I can't help but think, um, like, I wonder if one of the things that kind of helped Obi-Wan that was different than Anakin's journey is, like, um, his regret. Because if you think about it, like, Obi-Wan's whole situation with Maul began because he essentially sliced Maul in half. 
like you should have sliced his head off, dude. <laughs> but obviously, wouldn't have had Maul come back and be a great villain as he was. But you would have missed out on so much story. You would have, but I mean, it. The only reason Maul was after Obi Wan so much is because he like did that to him. It's all Maul wanted after that was just revenge. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of weird to think back and be like, okay, back when he was just a little like Padawan, he sliced that Sith in half, and now this whole crazy loop around is all because of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I kind of wonder if Obi Wan. I wonder if he struggled with that regret, like not killing him, or maybe he just should have left him be or something. Because maybe Satine would still be alive. Mm-hmm. That's always if she dies. Because well, after Obi Wan, you're yeah. right. He's huh. gonna hurt Obi Wan like he hurt him. Yeah. I wonder if it's like if that was Obi Wan's first big kill. Like, I'm not saying, like, the other ones. Like, mm-hmm. you know how the other ones is the armies, and it's more like whatever, the droids and whatever. <laughs> yeah. But this probably, I mean, well, we haven't really had stories from before, but this is probably the first Sith Obi-Wan sees, right? This, yeah, this is the oh, first right. one that they see in thousands of years. Yeah. yeah. So or a thousand years, I think, is what it was. Yeah. So, yeah, and thinking, like, how Obi-Wan in that moment is even way more by the books, like... And how we were mentioning makes so much sense. Like, did he, like, hesitate to kill him? Mm-hmm. Like, was this, like, obviously because maybe he was so... Because in that moment, he's super mad. And the fact that he's trapped in that door thingy um, makes it even, like, that frustration of him not being able to do anything. But then maybe he calms himself and, like, not kills him. Now I'm thinking too much. <laughs> <laughs> You brought a really good point. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because it could be true. And he, like, if he would have killed him another way, he would have for real been dead. But mm-hmm. he sliced him in half. I mean, we got a great villain with, like, spider legs, but... Right. Makes sense. Right. I mean, story's still great. I, like, you know, I don't oh, yeah. think I would want to play out any different, but it's just kind of crazy to think about, like, how all that just kind of leaps back around to everything mm-hmm. and... If that one decision, whether he wouldn't have killed him, how it would have turned out, and then versus, like, if he would have killed him differently, obviously. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Or try to kill him differently, I guess. Well, and I almost feel like it comes down to uh, uh, kind of the, the kill the one to save the many kind of thing with Maul. Because, so had he choose, n- chosen to just walk away, if he would have been able to walk away, <laughs> um, had he chosen that, then yes, Satine may have still been alive but what kind of chaos would the sith have actually brought over the galaxy because at that point it and i almost feel like because even though palpatine's got plans for his plans for his plans (laughs) (laughs) i feel like he didn't anticipate that because it was just kind of like oh it happened okay next plan (laughs) kind of thing like that and so had maul stayed as Palpatine's enforcer and assassin essentially how much quicker would Palpatine would have been able to take over the galaxy and would he have even had need for Anakin at that point so many things right Mm. (laughs) yeah that's true Mm -hmm. that is true yeah, this is, see, I, I said this it's last time when we, yeah, I said this last time when we talked about resistance. Like, this is my favorite part of Star Wars. I love this, where you literally just sit in a room and go, huh. <laughs> I was 
thought because now what Kristen said is going to be bugging me the whole time, <laughs> especially as a behavior analyst. Like, I, I so I, my major is neuropsychology, so I study all those little things. Like, it oh, does. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's also like I feel um, that at the end of the day, Obi Wan knows that Maul made him who he was, and. Mm-hmm. Also, um, it also shows what kind of person Obi-Wan is at the end of the day, how he killed o- Maul. Mm-hmm. Because right. they were able to sit down and have a conversation. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see the difference of like Maul still have that mentality like, ah, I'm going to kill you, kinda like I kill your master and do the same move as opposed to Obi-Wan. It's like, dude, I've been through so much. <laughs> I've so much i can't even become a ghost now um <laughs> just like give you what you deserve and it's just like a clean slate mm-hmm. and that shows the difference of being like a jedi of being in the dark side because then he's right there still i feel in that moment obi-wan has compassion for maul and for me that's incredible to think about after everything that maul has done to him Absolutely. he has everyone has an understanding of how maul has so many issues that like it goes beyond obi-wan and mm-hmm. he at the same time feels like you never had somebody with you mm-hmm. like i was grateful that at least you took three of them with you <laughs> but um at least i was grateful to have those relationship and it's for me obi-wan is gonna be like one of those few jedis i love com- obviously adding Kanan and Qui-Gon because when he hugs Maul like dying like how he hugged hugged the same guy that this guy killed Qui-Gon that just shows like how Obi-Wan is such an angel like Mm -hmm. but I mean it's back to that look what I've risen above yeah Um, I mean he is literally gotten to a point where it's like look man I get you're still mad I get you still want (laughs) me sorry for what I did yeah I get (laughs) I get why you want to kill me but we're not doing this anymore, <laughs> and I'm sorry. So, because it's it at that point, I'm like eight years old, yeah, right? <laughs> I'm like eighty, dude. Like we're at the end of the road. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, that that says everything about Obi Wan's journey. I feel, I feel because he he's gotten to a point where he realizes that there is something much bigger than himself, uh, and not that he never did, not that he he never knew that. But at the same time, it was not a forefront thing. He was still growing himself, I feel, a lot of times. Um, But when it came to where, and and I love that moment in that final final battle where he doesn't even, like, go through to turn on his lightsaber or anything. He's just posturing and talking to him and everything. And that's when he's like, no, you're hiding someone. And then that's what Obi-Wan's like, game on. (laughs) That's when the lightsaber comes on. At that point, it's like, nah, dude, we're not doing this. That yeah. you took too much, you done it already. You should be done by now. Um, but the way he handles that, I mean, it's almost if if Obi Wan had been consumed by the vengeance that Maul was consumed by, then they would have had. I mean, they they are on similar paths. They just made yeah. different decisions. So it's like all the characters that came in contact with him in some way. It was like. I don't know. It's almost like the 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 ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas future, kind of thing like that. <laughs> oh, you look like you had something. To I kind of did. I was about to like make a fun loop and just be like, "Well, Maul was like the first Sith that Obi Wan saw, and the last one he saw, but not really because 
Obi-Wan kind of disappeared at the hands of Vader, but it's technically the last one he killed. Yeah. First one he killed, last one he killed. Yep. So So does killing the same one twice still count? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Uh, But yeah, but I mean... All everything with Maul, it's it's a lesson in vengeance, and it's in his choices. He chose to rise above the things that were done to him, not even happened to him, but done to him. And Maul decided to live in them and yeah. stay it's a in parallel. Them. Mm-hmm. Really, when you think about it, as you saw two people who had choices and hardships, and one was the Sith side of it, one was the Jedi side, and they both you could see the. Just the past that, you know, each one could have taken. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's just so interesting. <laughs> I, 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 love, I love how they, they both built each other up, mm-hmm. yeah. like, character-wise. <laughs> Not, like, for real. But, but, yeah, you can't have Obi-Wan without Maul, and the same as Maul, you can't have Maul without Obi-Wan. So mm-hmm. it was just a... It was all he needed to become Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. He was confronting the last piece of himself. It was almost yeah. like vengeance gave him one last chance. Yeah. It was like, all right, man, sorry, are you just going to strike this guy down because he showed up on your, your dust planet? Or, dust planet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or are, are you going to walk away? And he, he was yeah. going to walk away until Luke was threatened. Yeah. And that, at that point, he was like, no, yeah. we're not doing this. Um, but that whole back and forth between them is just beautiful i feel like yeah because uh, it says so much about both of them i mean they're doppelganger characters really just one took one path and one took the other so i, I just i'll never not be in love with that that pairing yeah. like that's but awesome I, 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 that's what i i love about phantom menace mm-hmm. and it's just and clone wars clone wars is such a great job filling in the gaps of like Maul story and like mm-hmm. then Rebels did such a great job ending their story so yeah absolutely I completely agree there's no mystical energy field controls my destiny it's all a lot of simple tricks and nonsense I suggest you try it again Luke this time let go your conscious self and act on instinct <laughs> With the blast shield down, I can't even see. How am I supposed to fight? Your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. Stretch out with your feelings. I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Because I know we don't have it written down, but I feel okay. like because we're in the same planet. Okay. Obi-Wan's relationship with Luke. Ooh, okay. So yes. I wanted to say, like, because I've always I always like asking this question. Did you guys really think that Obi-Wan went crazy, or did you guys think that was an act? Oh, it was an act. Just like Yoda. <laughs> just like yoda it was an act and i and i mentioned that to kristen every time we watch empire where r2 knows yoda like that's the thing he knows him he has seen jedi master yoda and the whole time he's like dude 
why are you embarrassing me in front of my friend? Like, what? what is this? What are you doing? You're acting like a swamp <laughs> troll. Like, what the heck is this? <laughs> and the same thing with, like, R2 and Obi-Wan. Absolutely, like, yeah. Really? Like, R2 has seen the whole crazy side of yeah. everybody. Even, like, Luke Skywalker. Um, but I always feel like it's such an... <laughs> I love how they did, like, the Star Wars kids video with, like, yes. Yoda going crazy. Yes. And it's funny because even, like, I showed it to one of the kids that I work with. And he's like, why is Yoda acting silly? And I'm like, <laughs> don't realize it after when you can really watch the movies. Right. Um, but for me, it was so crazy to find Obi-Wan, you know, the perfectionist, like, the books guy, like, mm-hmm. acting like this way for me i always thought like man you really cared about anakin because you're here in this like crazy planet with like the jawas and everybody else and you're acting crazy looking like a bum <laughs> to make sure that these kids like are good mm-hmm. so i wanted to bring that up before we talked about anakin no absolutely and, and, and i guess referencing crazy old ben <laughs> um i i, I I don't believe that it is a true thing, mainly because of one moment where he's, I think it's right after uh, Obi-Wan saves Luke from the uh, Sand People, and uh, he he's like, the, the droid keeps talking about an Obi-Wan Kenobi. Do you know who that is? He's like, of course I know him. He's me. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, well, yeah, okay. Well, cat's out of the bag. Let's do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> because you see him go from like the crazy old hermit at first yeah. to when he's going through the cantina and all this other kind of stuff, he's in Jedi mode. And you can tell, yeah. too, he's down to business. He's on a mission. And so it he flips a switch all of a sudden. The same thing with, and, and I know we're referencing Yoda, but I mean, same kind of thing with Yoda. Like, all of a sudden, the mission is clear. Now they're back to what they know uh, yeah. and kind of stuff like that. So, yeah, no, with, with Luke and Obi-Wan, I feel like, and it's almost like the snark kind of took over Kenobi by that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's the age, like if we right. think about it, yeah, at that age they're like, hey, just like learn, I'm like smarter than you, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and it's like, and it's like the the old the older person who who's like, you know what, I'm old, I can say whatever I want. Who cares? <laughs> exactly it's like oh you know i just don't know any better (laughs) i'm just kidding um (laughs) like it was like uh, a gandalf moment like absolutely that moment he noticed like okay learn a lot from me because i know i feel like obi-wan and maybe we haven't mentioned this but i feel like obi-wan had a really good connection with the force Mm -hmm. but he didn't really say it as much i feel like he saw a lot and he stayed quiet mm-hmm. uh, because we see the moment where you even talked about the council wants you to like spy on Palpatine. I feel like he always kind of figured that Palpatine was there. Like, you know, like he was bad, but he never saw it because it's like, well, we chose him and like, not we, but he's part of, he's a politician. So he must be right. Um, mm. And he, I feel like he also was like, fighting against himself with thinking like, should I be thinking that this guy is really bad? And Mm -hmm. maybe he regretted it after like, I should have said something. Yeah. Well, it almost kind of makes me think of it's, it's the danger of over over philosophizing, philosophically. I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but basically being so hung up in the philosophy of it and the idea of, is this possible? Is this not? Is this right? Is this wrong? Kind of thing like that. Whereas Qui-Gon was more of a act 
trust your feelings uh, and everything. Um, or was it uh, feel, don't think, use your instincts? Um, yeah. and, and that's something that, yes, Obi-Wan did from time to time. But when it came down to where things started seeming a little fishy with Palpatine, now he he warned Anakin. He's like, be careful of your friend Palpatine uh, and everything. And so he kind of noticed something was happening. But I don't think that his mind allowed him to make that jump because mm-hmm. he was still going, well, you know, that can't be it. Exactly. Because it's too crazy <laughs> and, and stuff like that. And it was just kind of like he, he couldn't allow himself to reason it. And so then when it came out, he was like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> everything makes sense now. This is why it's yeah. this and this and everything. It was like he landed at the same same place that the audience did at the same time. And yeah. it's like, dude, you should have been ahead of us. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, but I mean, with Obi-Wan and looked at, Obi-Wan and Luke, though, I think that his main thing, um, and, and I feel like it was a little bit of his snark coming out of him when he looks over at Luke, because it's like he was holding off Vader just long enough for Luke to get there, and he looks over and he's like, peace out. <laughs> yeah. This is funny. Bye-bye. Right? <laughs> just yeah. enough, because he knew what he was doing, too. So, in, in the original trilogy, Obi-Wan's a little manipulative, but... Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but it, it's almost like a hey, look, we ain't got time for this. So let's just this is what's gonna happen. This is what we're doing. And then he pulls the hole from a point in certain point of view and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, but <laughs> I also feel like he he um doesn't notice that like he finally realized that oh maybe talking is not gonna work anymore. I mm-hmm. just should just show you right. And I feel like in that moment he was like. Well, I ended up facing your dad a long time ago, and like, there's so many hurt feelings that I just feel like maybe killing myself is probably better. <laughs> right. Well, and if you think about it, I just, just figured, I just thought about this. I mean, talking didn't help Anakin, so yeah, like the same you're blood. The same guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Obi Wan and Luke? I'm gonna put you on the spot again. Uh, I don't know. I mean. There's not much to say about it, I feel. Like, it didn't... wasn't very long of an encounter, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I feel like y'all said a lot of good stuff. <laughs> we're just we're just doing really good, Anna. That's what it is. We're rocking it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. I give my thoughts when they matter, okay? <laughs> like, what do you think of Obi-Wan and Han Solo? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That, that's a whole other episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah so cool so yeah did you have anything else you wanted to add on Obi-Wan and Luke no sweet so I think we'll come to the the one that we've been hinting at all night long and trying not to Um, and I think the one that Kristen's most excited about too but Obi-Wan and Anakin you are strong and wise Anakin and I am very proud of you I have trained you since you were a small boy I have taught you everything I know And you have become a far greater Jedi than I could ever hope to be. But be patient, Anakin. It will not be long before the Council makes you a Jedi Master. Obi-Wan, may the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the Force be with you. Sorry, Christmas, sorry. (laughs) Oh, God. Where to, start? <laughs> Where to start? Oh, God. <laughs> so what did you think of their relationship? 
um, roller coaster, kind of. I mean, obviously, at first, Obi-Wan did not care for Anakin. He didn't want anything to do with him. But I think, you know, since he trusted his master so much, he wanted to fulfill that um, wish his master last wanted before he died. And so he took on Anakin as his Padawan. Um, I mean, by the end of it, obviously, they had a really good relationship. They're like brothers. So somebody yelled. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, But, I mean, I don't know. They they had a really, they had a really good relationship, I feel like. You know, I, I know there were certain times where I think Obi-Wan kind of doubted certain things. I feel like he had the counsel in his ear trying to tell him one thing, like, you know, be careful of him. And, um, you know, and then he wanted to believe that he was the chosen one. Um, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know, and then you had, you know, Anakin, too, who also had his distrust in the council, and I think sometimes that got in the way of his relationship with Obi-Wan as well. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's so much, like, there's so much there. Mm-hmm. Well, and you mentioned br- the brothers part. Yeah. Um, I actually want to get you guys' opinion on this, because, so yes, in the end, Obi-Wan tells him, you were my brother, Anakin, I loved you. And everything, which there's that love again, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you were my brother, Anakin. So I wonder if Anakin felt the same as a brother. Because if you think about it, Anakin was essentially raised by Obi-Wan. So from the time... So, I mean, I guess it's kind of like you have the the son and once the son's grown up the fa- they become best friends whatever friends or whatnot it's a different relationship when they're older but at the same time like i feel like anakin always seemed like he lacked that father figure which is why palpatine was very quick to jump into that gap uh, but i want to know what y'all think uh whether or not it was more of a brother relationship or if anakin even saw it that way I mean, I don't care whoever wants to go, um, but I, I feel like both of them saw it differently. And I feel like we talked about this in another episode. Um, I felt like Obi-Wan saw him as a brother. And then I think Anakin saw him differently at different times, too. I feel like um, he mostly saw him as a father because even when he was keeping that secret um, about him and Padme, I felt like he was more afraid of getting in trouble um, than just telling him. Because I feel like a brother would normally tell, like, secrets. You know what I mean? You're like, you're going to tell your brother, but of course you're scared to tell your dad. Because, yeah. you know, you're going to get your butt whooped. <laughs> <laughs> and so I feel like that was kind of like, I feel like they both saw it differently. Um, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like with Palpatine and Anakin, it was, I don't know if I really want to say it was more a father. I think it was more like coddling because Palpatine was willing to um, fill the holes that Anakin had. And he always um, made him doubt everything even more. So when when he was already skeptical about the council and stuff like that, Palpatine would always fill his head and be like, oh, there's the council again, not trusting you. I always trusted you. Or just, you know, stupid little stuff like that. So I I don't know. Like, I feel like they just both saw their relationships differently. Yeah, I go back and forth because I feel um, like I... I see Obi-Wan's and Anakin's relationship kind of like, yes, they both saw it differently. And I feel like Clone Wars kind of messed it up for me at times because in the movies, like we, I always saw like the father 
and son relationship that you know like you said like they were in like getting in trouble and that elevator scene was like mm-hmm. yeah kind of like i get you but you shouldn't be telling me this because i'm your master <laughs> i can get you in trouble um so but there's this times where in clone wars i saw the brother relationship with like different arcs so it's like man this is so confusing um because at the end like for me obi-wan and anakin's story in clone wars is the saddest for me, like Absolutely. nothing compares to their relationship because at, even if it, they saw each other as fathers, like they had such a close relationship that it's mm-hmm. so sad that at times, like so many things could have been avoided with communication. Um, right. But it's like what made, for me, the betrayal of Anakin with Obi-Wan made him a lot of Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, the whole Padme thing kind of like pushed it in. Um, so I, I don't know. I like hearing now different things. I'm like messed up in my brain. <laughs> uh, That's what we're here for. Yeah, I did. I, I did see them a lot sometimes of like brother and siblings relationship, but it makes sense. Like um, Anakin was missing the father figure. That's what I have always seen that Palpatine kind of like knew how to get to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last scene seen in, um, Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Mm-hmm. Episode six. <laughs> um, so it's it's crazy when they're like telling each other like how they really feel. I'm like, why did you guys wait for the last minute to like help each other out when mm-hmm. you're fighting and wanting each other to die? Right. Well, and, and that's what always kind of, I mean, it didn't really baffle me, but at the same time, I kind of wondered how Anakin got to this point where in Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan tells him that you were my brother, I loved you, and Anakin is easy to respond, I hate you. And to jump from brothers mm-hmm. to hatred. He did just get his legs cut off, so. I mean, that's, yeah. I, I <laughs> that could be a lot of the anger there. <laughs> I'd be a little but that's too, how man. I see it so much as the brotherly thing. Because, yeah. you know, when you have, like, a big brother and a young brother, and sometimes it's like, Oh, I love you. They'll be like, oh, I hate you. Whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, that's how I see it so much. And for me, I feel like Anakin was the first person that Obi-Wan really loved. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, he had Satine, um, but it was like a different kind of love. Like, Obi-Wan for Anakin was like family that he probably never had. Like, we're not mm-hmm. really sure. Um, Compassion and love. Yeah, that he had. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, but for Anakin was more like... I feel like at times it was like more of a best friend and okay. he didn't make the connection of like the sibling that, that made him so easy to like disconnect. Yeah. Which is so weird because at the same time, when we see him in Clone Wars, we see a lot of episodes where they're really close, but I feel like Anakin had more of a siblings relationship with Ahsoka. Yeah. I could agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're like, yeah, Obi-Wan was like, with Anakin, they were like best friends and then their betrayal, which is easier to fight than with a brother. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So as far as Obi-Wan and Anakin, so overall, how do you feel, I'll I'll, I'll throw this one to you, Anna. Um, How do you feel Anakin shaped Obi-Wan as a person going forward after their final encounter? After the final. Well, um, I guess not the actual final, because he was dead at that point, but <laughs> you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, 
I feel like Anakin was that person that brought um, Obi-Wan a lot of questions. Because um, he, I think, battled a lot with, like, are you really the chosen one? And then he noticed that maybe he was the chosen one um, and how he viewed things so differently. And we've seen a lot of Clone Wars episodes where he's not punished. He didn't punish Anakin for acting the way he is. He was just, like, used to it. Mm-hmm. Um and at the same time, like Anakin made Obi Wan feel love and make sure that he had kind of like a plan, like a destiny settled for Obi Wan. Because right. if if it wasn't because of the love that Obi Wan had for Anakin, there would be no reason why Obi Wan was back in Tatooine. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, and I feel like it's also. Seeing like when Yoda tells him, tells um, Obi Wan, like, go back to Tatooine, go do the teachings of Qui Gon and do all of that. For me, I would have been like, screw that. That guy almost killed me. <laughs> right. Like, no. But he still was like, yes, I'll do it. And then, like, mm-hmm. I'll take care of the kid. Like, it's, it baffles me to think about it. You're right. I never thought about that. How even after the, the final battle with him and Anakin on Mustafar, that he still carried Anakin with him. He still chose to, actually. Because, I mean, yeah, he could have just left and been like, you know what? I'm done. This is it. I lost my girl. I had this tattooed red and black guy come after me. Yeah. <laughs> this guy won't come, quit coming after me with his double-bladed lightsaber. And yeah. then, finally, Anakin does that to him. And then he still chooses to say, yeah, I'll take the kid. And everything. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's got to be a higher love. Because, I mean... I can't imagine. It's like, and that's where I'm like, okay, he did care about him like a son. Yeah. Cause you don't, you don't really do that as a friend maybe as a sibling, but you will be mad. Mm-hmm. But to like, <laughs> kind of like just be blindfolded by everything. That's more like about what a parent would do. Mm-hmm. So, and then seeing like, he has like the baby in his hand and like wants to take care of him and, Without with everything that has happened, I also feel like there's a moment where Obi Wan, and it's before he says like "You were my brother, Anakin. I love you." That he noticed that Anakin is gone, mm-hmm. and that's why he's like even more. He feels like it's his fault because yeah. I do feel like Obi Wan thinks it's his fault that Anakin turned into the dark side. Yeah, I mean, so, he says, "I failed you." Yeah, yeah. So that moment is so sad. I always cry because it's like, man, he feels again the betrayal and now of himself. Yeah. Like not of others, but of himself. Like I felt this guy that was the chosen one. It could have been so different. So it also makes him kind of like, okay, I'll take care of your kids as yeah. well. Man. Yeah. Oh, we're I love I love this. I love this. <laughs> Like I'm trying to keep the conversation going, but at the same time, my head's like spinning over yeah, all yeah. of the possibilities. Because <laughs> I've yeah. I've never actually had a deep conversation about Kenobi before. Mm-mm. It's always been, "Are you ready for the Kenobi movie?" <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh it's God. like, okay, cool. But no, yeah. this is just—it's really cool to think about. Because yeah, even when he took Luke, there was no promise of him being the chosen one. It wasn't a higher mission of any kind. It yeah. was keep this kid away from him, and even then they they thought he was dead. Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't even necessarily that. So just... he didn't, because I mean, with him thinking that Anakin was dead, there would have been no need for him to stay on Tatooine 
other than Anakin. Mm-hmm. The, his love for Anakin and his commitment to him. And yeah. Man. Yeah, because he, he can't go back to, to the council or anything. Everybody's gone. Order 66 is happening. Right. And so he decides to like, okay, I'm going to live him on the rocks. And mm-hmm. that's it's insane to think about how he was like a top Jedi, a master, and that's how he's living the last years of his life. Yeah. So, well, and, and it's in exile, and it's almost as if he's... Because I, I would be interested to know when he felt Luke was the Chosen One. Because I know that there's something in... Uh, and I haven't read it, but I know uh, of a short story in the uh, From a Certain Point of View novel. Where apparently there's a discussion between him and Yoda about whether it's Luke or Leia. And Yoda thinks it's Leia, and Obi-Wan thinks it's Luke. And... So when Luke goes and meets Yoda, he doesn't believe he's a chosen one of any kind. Uh, it's kind of a joke, which is a lot of why you get goofy Yoda, I think. <laughs> Where he's just kind of like, oh, well, you're yeah. looking for a Jedi Master. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I think it, it would be interested, interesting to know when he discovered that. Because, yeah, he didn't have to stay on Tatooine. There was nothing keeping him there. But it was as if he was punishing himself. Yeah. Of Yeah, so... I did this to your father. I failed him. And I'm going to make sure the same doesn't happen to you. Maybe yeah. not punishment either. It could have been more so just looking out for him. I mean, he was the son of Anakin. Yeah. Who took some weird turns along the way. So it could have been more so just kind of maybe hoping to be there to steer him in the right direction or make sure that nothing, um, not only that nothing bad happened to him, but also nothing bad could tempt him, I guess, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And I also wonder how his training to become a Force ghost went. Because in the last episode of Clone Wars, when Yoda is doing all that training, it's crazy intense. Mm -hmm. So I wonder also if, like, for Obi-Wan was kind of like a look at his life Mm -hmm. and how everything in that kind of also shaped him to, like, realizing that maybe he is not going to kill Maul the way he wants to or, like, he has to stay there for Luke. So... Mm -hmm. Maybe that's when he discovers that Luke is the chosen one in the Force. Yeah. Kind of something like that. Because I know... Man, now you got me thinking about all of it. (laughs) Because in that Yoda arc, not only does Yoda go in search of that answer and everything, because he he follows Qui-Gon, because that's when he thinks he's going crazy and loses Mm -hmm. his mind. And he encounters a dark side of himself. uh, Encounters a ancient Sith Lord, Darth Bane. Like... All of that, so it, so I wonder if Obi Wan had to leave Tatooine at some point, and maybe that's when he realized uh, this kid's the chosen one. I've got to go back and stay there. Yeah, because uh, thinking about it, because every time anybody brings up the Kenobi movie to me, I'm like, well, he can't leave because of his commitment to Luke and everything. But thinking about it, the only commitment he made was the commitment to himself to stay there for this kid to yeah. make sure that he was okay because even in the star Wars comics, I I love when they went to the journals of Obi-Wan and it was just a a quick thing, but Luke found Obi-Wan's journal uh, after he had been defeated by Vader and all this other kind of stuff. And there was one story in there where there was, it was Jabba's thugs that were going around collecting a water tax uh, or moisture tax is what they were calling it. They didn't call it water (laughs) for some reason, but uh, it was a moisture tax and they would go and they would water. I mean, same thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We're soaking it up out of the sand. <laughs> uh, but they were going around collecting this tax and essentially 
taking all of the water from the moisture farmers to where they had nothing to sell. They had nothing to survive on and, and the farmers were dying and the community was dying and they came to Luke's moisture farm and with uh, uncle Owen and aunt Baru and they came in the dead of the night and everything. And then all of a sudden their lights go out on their speeder and they're just wiped out by some mysterious something that has been doing this everywhere and everything. It turns out that Obi-Wan, they got too close to Luke. <laughs> and so Obi-Wan went and wiped him out and everything. So, I mean, he was protecting. He was like, huh, you're not touching this kid. <laughs> and then that moment where Obi-Wan is taking care of like, um, Luke, it always reminds me of like when I go to daycares with my kids. <laughs> They're like, I'm not really like I'm shadowing. That's what we call it, shadowing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but if he's about to like fall or get beat up by another kid, I'm like, yeah, excuse me. <laughs> like, <laughs> that. Um, right. So I feel like that was the same way, and that also made Obi Wan kind of have something to take care of, which mm-hmm. has always been the like his whole life. His Gave whole him purpose. Life. Yeah care of somebody else mm-hmm. absolutely yeah man there's so much there yeah yeah goodness <laughs> i love this <laughs> i love this so much um i'm trying to think is there anything final thoughts for kenobi is there any final thoughts that any of you uh any of you guys have uh, that you wanted to add before we close out the show no i mean we talked a lot of <laughs> <laughs> covered a lot assessment of Kenobi. <laughs> I felt like it was pretty comprehensive. And if like there's ever a movie, it has to be him. Absolutely. Like and if I could vote like if Jack Ta- at Taylor? What's the James name? James Arnold Taylor. James Arnold Taylor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um he can voice it also though. Right. <laughs> just voice it over top of you. Matt Lanter and like Hayden. I've just won Matt Lanter's voice. There you go. Yes, there you go. (laughs) Cool. Kristen, did you have any last thoughts or anything like that on Obi-Wan? I don't, actually. But it's good discussion. Good thoughts, theories. Absolutely. (laughs) I completely agree. Um, So, cool. So, I guess we'll go ahead and we'll wrap it up uh, before we get into our stuff. Anna, you want to tell everybody where they can find you? So, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Life with two eyes. And yeah. Awesome. And as always, it's awesome having you with us. Like, I'll never not be excited that you're, you guys are part of our crew. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so super pumped. Yes, absolutely. Uh, can't wait for all the things that uh, are, are coming very, yes. very soon. All right, guys. So, thank you so much for watching or listening to another episode of Kessel Run Weekly. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review and we'll read it on a future episode. You can also find us on social media at Kessel Run Weekly on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and on our website, KesselRunWeekly.com. And again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us week to week and we cannot wait to see you at Star, Star Wars Celebration cannot wait (laughs) Um, but until next time guys my name is Danny I'm Anna and I'm Kristen and may the force be with you always always always